Hi everyone and welcome to Sterling's Business Success and Coffee podcast, kindly sponsored and supported by Sterling's group coaching programs and Fix This Next free online business assessment, enabling you to pinpoint what your business needs you to fix next. Business tips to help you level up and scale up. everyone I'm Simon from Sterling Coaching and today I'm joined on this podcast episode by Joey Drolshagen. Is that close? That was perfect. Is it good? Okay. <laughs> so uh, let me just tell you a little bit about Joey. Joey uh, is a personal professional development coach, author and professional speaker. Um Sometimes at the weekend, and perhaps by his parents, he likes to be called Joseph, but Joseph has spent decades traveling the country, helping countless individuals move out of passionless lives and into a life of total freedom through his unique ability to tap into the core of you and your vision, whilst guiding you into bringing it to life. Uh, Joey has taken the universal laws and revealed innovative real-life applications based on these principles, which produce real results, by the way, allowing his clients to enjoy more success and freedom on their own terms, living through their own vision. The magic of Joey uh, is how he proves time and time again that living your dream can be easy and be fun, uh, and it can happen faster than imagined with the tools and principles uh, he teaches. There are other things that he's mentioned here in his bio, and I'm going to cover those a little bit later on. So let's get started, Jake. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Simon. I'm really excited to be here with you today. Have a, have a powerful conversation. <laughs> yeah, and for the, for the listeners, Joey's got an amazing Zoom background, which I'm going to get him to talk about a little bit later on. And we're, we're going to do this as, as audio for the podcast, but we're also going to do a video version of this from my point of view, just so you can see the background there. And you know, I, I need to get a background like this because it's got a rocking chair in the background. And that's, that's, that's me done. So you've got to love a coffee, Joey. Tell us a little bit about the coffee you're drinking today. And just... I, I do have a cup of coffee. And, and I actually, I don't know how to get it to you, Simon, but I actually bought, bought you a bag of my, <laughs> that <laughs> my is... everyday coffee. Yeah, but that is so uncanny because actually I've got a Starbucks Nespresso. And oh. listeners, you're holding up the Sumatra. I've got yes. the Starbucks Sumatra roast <laughs> in this as well. So we both there, both got the same. <laughs> there's a line going on here. And this is what I drink for my everyday coffee. It's organic. It's a dark roast. It's just got a lot of flavor to it. So I, I enjoy yeah. it. And I actually brought a cup for me along with the bag for you. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. So tell us a little bit about the mug. Yeah, I'm always intrigued when people have mugs. Uh, you know, I know you've got uh, you know, some, oh, yeah. some writing. So describe for the listeners the mug that you're drinking it out of. Yeah, and also I, about the, the tallness of it. Yeah, I'm drinking out of a, a mug that was given to me by one of my clients based on the results they had and such. And it, it's, it's um, follow your path. And that's really my message. Follow your path. We can get off, you know, brought off shoot by conditioning patterns, paradigms and things like that. But everything I do is work with people on finding your path, following that path, you know, and as far as the mug itself, 
I enjoy a taller mug of coffee, but you know, and I, I, you and I were talking about this. I enjoy a taller, thinner mug than I do the wider ones just because it yep. keeps it warm longer. So it hits the microwave less time, which, you know, affects the flavor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, I, I know, you know, from my trips to, to Canada and to America, you know, when you go into a, a coffee shop, you can go in with your own flasks and you can get them topped up. That's not something that we've really got used to here in the UK, but you know, I've got my KitchenAid sort of uh, thermos here and I go into the into the local Starbucks uh, for my takeaway at the moment because I can't drink inside Starbucks and they always look at me gone out that, you know, why is he bringing his own mug? Because they either have their own mugs or you have to buy the thin plastic ones. Yeah. Like you say, they don't keep the coffee hot enough. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. why for because you asked the question, my post interview is right here. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And there's the thermos. <laughs> So how, how do you take your coffee? You know, do you drink it black? Do you have anything with it? Just give us a bit of an idea of how you drink I your rare, coffee. I rarely shoot it up anymore. Usually it's, it's orally that I take my coffee. Yep. These days. That's, good. That's good. That's good. Yeah, the intravenous, way is probably, the intravenous way is probably something that uh, <laughs> <laughs> listeners don't but, do this but at home. Serious, but, but no, I, I take it with cream in it, but I'll drink it black too, depending on the coffee. Okay. You know, depending on how I feel. So I'll go back and forth between the two. Yeah. And I must admit, I only take anything cream based uh, or, you know, latte or anything like that. When I'm out at home, it's always black. Uh, yes. And that's a habit I've got into. But if I, I almost feel that if I have a latte or I have, you know, a, a, a sort of non-dairy cream, it's it's almost a treat. I feel like I've had a meal when I've had it. Yes. Yeah. Like a dessert. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I yeah, dessert. You. I like I that. You. That's that's it. Yeah, I'm going to change from meal to dessert right from today. <laughs> so, so what's your, what's your favorite coffee? Anything other than what you've you've shown us there, Sumatra? Any particular favorite coffee? Yeah, my my all time favorite coffee is a Kona coffee produced in Hawaii, and the reason um, I love it is I had gone to Hawaii, and that's what they served there, and and yeah. even now. When I drink it, I can still smell the flowers. I can smell Hawaii and stuff. So I don't drink mm. it all the time because I don't want to lose that. Yeah. But every once in a while, you know, I'll get a bag and seal it up. And then I'll, I'll make a, you know, some, a cup of coffee with it and stuff just to get that feeling back, that, yeah. that sense of smell and all that. And it, it's surprising. And we were talking about mugs earlier. Yeah, the, the coffee for many of the guests has been a trigger for a memory. And, you know, I've had guests on here that have gone back to drinking coffee in the, uh, you know, the, the very sad hospital waiting room while somebody, you know, they've been losing a loved yeah. one to a special moment as smelling the flowers in Hawaii. Uh, and mugs do the same, don't you? When I get the mugs out, it depends upon the mood. And, you know, there's particular mugs that I would drink out of that have memories as well. Yes. Uh, I yeah. think where I purchased it or where I drank coffee out of it. Yeah, yes. It's so important to have those triggers, isn't it? Yeah, one of my all-time favorite mugs. I just got about uh, eight, eight months ago or so. I went to a spa for the weekend. And it was just such a glorious grounds and everything. And it's like I bought the mug. And then when you drink out of it, you know, when I drink out of it, it like brings those, it's like that memory spark with that. Yeah. It's like reliving that again. Yeah, yeah. So you, you've you mentioned here, um, obviously having lots of testimonials to back it up and tapping into people's individuals dreams and desires and you've got a great image that's behind you there which tapped certainly into one of my desires you know, I've always wanted a porch I've always wanted a rocking chair you know 
Uh, my wife and I have got this whole thing going off about you know having to put something on the front of our house because you don't see it, particularly here in the UK, very often, that uh, sort of effect. Tell us a little bit about the image. And for those that are listening to it in audio, just describe it for us and tell us a little bit about it. Absolutely. It's So I was actually here, you know, at this location in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, uh, three weeks ago. Yeah. And I actually did like my groups on it, but it's a, it's a two floor cabin literally built into the side of the mountains, you know, the wow. smoky mountains. Yeah. And so you're, you're up a ways, you're seeing over all the town and the downtown and as far as you can see, you know, the weather will allow. And, and this is the main floor where it was taken on. I actually sat here, just not today. I sat here three weeks ago, <laughs> yeah. but, but it's, it's, it's all decked out in wood and trim that the, even you can tell the chairs behind me there are made of wood, wood posts yeah. and branches and such. And, and it's just really rustic, but modern at the same time. It, it was just so comfortable. I was glad when I was there, Simon, because it got really cool one night. So we got to use the fireplace, you know, yeah. and, and this is the main floor. So then you have the floor, the master bedroom, kitchen, front room, all of that stuff. And then you go out onto the balcony there and they have a hanging two-person swing. They have Andirondack oh. There's just a beautiful deck with a beautiful outlook. You could actually see Dolly, uh, Dollywood from there. The, the problem with it is the train for Dollywood comes right by. So when I was doing like groups or the interview like this or so, the yeah. train whistle would interrupt with it. So I found that kind of amusing. <laughs> but then you go upstairs and it's the same floor footage, but it's just all open. And it's a game room. And they had a pool table and air hockey and even an yeah. old-time Pac-Man machine and stuff. And then you wow. walk out onto that balcony and there were Andorondack chairs and a hot tub. So it's just the kind of place you could go live for way more than a week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, as the listeners, most of them know, I'm going to ask you where your dream location is for a coffee uh, to have it. But I can tell you, you're, you're describing my dream location. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm a big Dolly fan as well, so I'm a big country fan, and uh, yeah, uh, you know, taking a trip to Dollywood is is another thing on my bucket list as well. And listeners, oh, nice. you've never heard me say that, you've never heard me talk about, it, but yeah, I, I watch all the documentaries, and uh, the Christmas Dolly uh, special was uh, something that I, I do admit to watching and, and loving as well. So that was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's been a favorite of mine my whole, you know, from the time I was less than a teenager yeah, with yeah. her voice and such. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite unique. So thinking about your own business then first, um, what's been the latest or most significant thing that you've worked on in your own business? Yeah, you know, 2019 was my highest year in business since I started doing this. And, you know, I have a 28 year career in corporate America. We were talking about up to a vice president of sales mm. and, you know, helping companies going into or in bankruptcy, come out that other side back into profitability. And I resigned from there to do this because this has been my passion for so long. Okay. But based on my conditioning, I was taught a man gets a job, supports a family, and hopefully lives long enough to enjoy retirement. And I bought into that hook, line, and sinker. You yeah. know, my choice, unknowingly, it was my choice. So yeah, yeah. so in doing this, in building this business, getting my certifications and, and starting kicking off IFGT life coaching, is yeah. which the IFGT stands for, it's freaking go time. And that's yeah, how we that. operate in all of our yeah. work. Assignments. So, so 2019 was my highest year. You know, but I was traveling the entire year around the United States and the Canada, other places, speaking, you know, delivering workshops, things like that. And the when the virus hit, it just kind of stopped all of that. Yeah. And I've never I was never a huge fan of spending my life on Facebook and social media and things like that. So I didn't really do a whole lot of that. And I was doing really well business wise. I was doing so well business wise. I bought an RV 
So I, when I traveled, I could take that with me, put my motor, pull my motorcycle in the back of it, <laughs> take it with me and, and just go for weeks at a time. And it was a blast. But when the virus hit, all that dropped out. And so converting that over to the online presence, opening that up where I would do things live workshops. Now I do like the first Saturday of every month. I do a one hour. I don't charge for it. It's a vision calibration that people can register for, you know, join in. There's no lecture sales, things like that. But it's just finding avenues like that. You know, I have people that now as I've progressed in this path, in this avenue, people are inviting me more into doing workshops within their Facebook group and helping them build it. And so really the, the big thing there in everything I do, Simon, goes back to mindset. You know, sure. part, of the, part of my history that I have is I have that habit of wanting to work harder and harder and harder to make things happen. And it's been mm. a struggle for me in 2020 to take the action, but really get deep into the vision of what do I want this business to look like? If I can't do all the live stuff right now, what do yeah. I want the business and getting a very clear vision and then going at a pace that allows me to see those opportunities and those potentials and those insights show up for me. Cause when we're working harder and harder, we just don't see those. They're still no. there. We just don't notice them. So it was kind of a realignment of things that I know applied to the business side. And, that, and that's interesting, isn't it? Because you know, I'm just looking at the you know the last couple of paragraphs as your bio that you sent here, and you know helping people uh, see and demonstrate to them that you can have that dream life. And for yeah. many people, they have that dream, but that working harder and harder just pushes that dream further and further away, yeah. doesn't it? And it feels more and more Absolutely. distant. You know, your listeners will have heard me say this story before, you know, but a friend of mine passed away you know, quite some years ago now at the age of 56. And he changed my life into believing, you know, he was always going to retire one day. And I decided yeah. way, way back, you know, in, in my late thirties that one day wasn't going to be that far off and I was going to bring it yeah. a lot closer. So yeah, it's, it's interesting you say that about working harder and harder and it feels like a trap, doesn't it? What would you say to those people that feel that they're doing the same, that they're working harder and harder and perhaps, you know, they've changed what they're doing, but they're still in that trap of feeling they've got to work harder. Yeah. So, you know, I, I describe things as living like the masses, 98% of the people in the world and how they live. And then there's that 2% of the wealthiest people in the world. When I say wealth, I, I don't mean just financially. Yeah. To truly be wealthy impacts our health, our well-being, relationships, vocation, our life work, what we do, and our time and money freedom. So it's all of that. So the difference in that is when you look at the masses and the way they are with going harder and harder and harder, what happens is they put so much time, so much effort into something and get such small results out of it. Mm. And the reason being is because we're not open to those opportunities they're passing us by those, those insights, overhearing something, you know, when you're going at a regular pace in life, that you overhear something, you pick something up on your email or whatever it is, those yeah. insights, the way they come, we miss those. The wealthiest 2% of the people in the world know when you work at a, at, at a regular pace and you're not that go, 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 go. What happens is you're open up to those avenues. Those receptors are open up to receive that. And that's why it seems like some people can put this much effort in and get huge outcomes from it where other people feel like they're putting in this much effort and getting that much outcome. That's the difference right there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
everything I do with people, Simon, I start with a vision, whether I'm working with an individual or corporation, I start with creating what I call a dynamic vision. I have tools I take my clients through. Once we get that vision, we have a go-to place to go to. So some of the things that causes us to work harder, 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 to literally watch our visions and dreams die of exhaustion is fear, doubt, and worry. Yeah. When we get into coming from a vision, it minimizes that somewhat. And then we can take that brave step outside of our comfort zone into that, throughout that, through that fear, into creating what we want. And, and you mentioned uh, also here about self-sabotaging beliefs. You know, I've, I've worked with a lot of people you know, before I came became a coach who have built exceptional businesses and not only have they sabotaged themselves but they've sabotaged their businesses because they don't believe they're worth it and they don't believe their businesses is worth it yes. as well and, that, and that's not just damaging themselves that's damaging the people that work for you and, and their families yeah what, what would you say um is a key thing to avoiding that self-sabotaging what are what are some of the beliefs that people need to overcome yeah, well, you know, one of the, the statistics, the easy one to pull from that, that drawn exactly what you're saying is look at a majority of lottery winners, you know, people who hmm. go from living middle class or something up into millionaires. And within a short period of time, you see that person in bankruptcy, divorce, uh, drug rehab, all these things happen to it. And what happens is they go beyond their upper limits of what they're, what they're comfortable is. And when we get beyond that upper limit, and you can see that in relationships, you can see that in businesses, yeah. in any area of our life. When we get beyond that, we self-sabotage to bring it back down so we're within that comfort zone. Understanding that, what I work with clients on and people on is expanding that comfort zone. If, if, you know, it'd be very hard to go from living middle class up into a multimillionaire like overnight like that. That would be a very tough thing to do. So yeah. growing into that, understanding that, because what happens, like you said, so often people have a great idea and they have the energy, the excitement, the passion towards it, and they start going it and they're not understanding why it's not working out. One of the things I do is, is, is in coaching is I work with a coach in my life. And the reason I do that first off is because the best coaches have coaches. I and completely secondly, agree with that. Yep. Yep. And secondly is I don't always see the self-sabotaging patterns, paradigms, conditioning of my past, things like that, how they're playing out to sabotage. We're having somebody in that place with a proven track record can help, can help me see that and identify it. So then I can do the work of making the shifts, which, you know, what took me years to accomplish. I see my clients, I help my clients to achieve it within weeks and months now. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. We, we use our title of coach in such a, a way that always for me contradicts the definition because Certainly uh, here in the UK, a coach is something, you know, it's a mode of transport that picks people up from a particular stop. It takes people to a particular destination, which is somewhere near to where you want to be. And it takes you the route that the coach has already determined. And for us as coaches, and the way you described it is there, we're more like taxis, aren't we? You know, we pick people up from where they are now. We take them to where they actually want to be. And we take yeah. them the fastest route and the most efficient route possible. Boy, and, that was a great comparison. Yeah, but that's but that's the way coaches should work, isn't it? You know, and for any of you that are going out there, I think there's two tips. One, always get a coach that's already got a coach. And, you know, yeah. Joey's got a, a great coach uh, and it's important that we do that. And I've got two coaches. Um, 
but also pick somebody up who's going to do that taxi version uh, and you know, take you where yes. you want to be the fastest route possible. And that's, that's the key, isn't it, to it? I, I like that a lot. So, so the way you described how you've changed and going from this business, which is very much face-to-face, doing you know, speaking engagements to more online, how has it been with you since? What's, what's, what's been the, the benefit and the rewards to you since that? You know, really what it is, is, is like I said, like going from place to place and speaking, you can still only speak to so many people. I think the largest audience I spoke in front of is 350, 400 people at one time. Yeah. You know, in revamping all of this, you and I got to meet. We're having this conversation mm. today because of the virus, really. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and, and so revamping like this is allowing me actually to get my vision, my voice out to more people than I would have the old way. So now it's at it. And, and this is one of the things I wrote a book that's been published called Life's Lessons. And in that book, it was a time in my life in my 30s going through divorce, all this stuff happening. But what I ended up finding out is life really does happen for us and not to us. And this is one of the things, even going to the self-sabotaging, when I take out the judgment of what's going on, it's not good, bad, right, wrong, any of that. And I look at life, if life is happening for me and not to me, why is this happening? All of a sudden I could start growing from the situations and circumstances that were coming up in my life. Like I never could before. So looking at even this virus, you know, when you look at some people in the news and things like that, they'll show them and they'll talk about how like, you know, how how down they are and depression and all this stuff and everything else and stuff. And then they talk to somebody else and the person goes, man, I'm connected with my family. Like I I've never been, you know, we have family time game night. We do zoom games with other people and it's people yeah. connecting like that where they have to. Re- so the only difference between those two is our perspective. Yeah. And so when you, when you understand your perspective is what creates your reality that you experience you know, your realities make believe your perception of what's going on determines what you experience in your life. Completely. So, so, so what, go ahead. Now I, I was, I'm just letting that sink in. Cause I think that's really important there. And it's, you said there, you know, reality uh, isn't really our reality. It's the result of our perception, isn't it? As, as you say. And that's all it is, is our perception. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think that's really you know, important that the listeners let that sink in. That's really important. Simon, do you remember the wildfires they had out in California? Mm, yeah, sure. I watched that on the news and stuff. I'm not real big into, you know, what I call CNN, constant negative news. Yeah. But, but I, you know, watched it and, and it drew me in and I was watching it and they talked to a couple on there and the couple was like holding each other and they're crying. The wife could barely talk. The house is in shambles, burned down behind them and stuff. Yeah. And, and he goes, we lost everything. We lost everything. And it, you could just feel like my heart, you know, I mean, I want to cry yeah. listening to it. And then they go to some other things and then they go to another couple a little while later and they're holding each other's hand and, and they go, you know, how does it feel and stuff like that? And they go, you know, they held each other's hand up like this, like holding hands, they held them up and they go, you know, we have everything that's important. All the other things are just stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that's what I mean, that perception. People yeah. can go into situations, and especially like people in their own business and things like that. Something can happen and they go, oh, my God, this is going to ruin me. Yeah. That thought will lead to that experience. Yeah. And that's a or- goosebump moment. I call it there. You know, as you were talking there about that and you, you know, you you hold your hands up there and you see that they've got each other. Yeah. That is a real goosebump yeah. moment. You know, and I'm sure yeah. the listeners felt that as well. 
Yeah. Yeah. So even in last year with, you know, the, the, the speaking things and stuff, stepping down, so I, I, I created three more programs that I put together fully. I've, we converted my, the, everything we do over into a system that happened that we now have a portal instead of sending emails for people that mm-hmm. come into our programs. We've set all this stuff up. And, and part of that was that harder, harder, harder. But what happens when we do that, I know I keep going back to it, but what happens yeah. when we do that is discouragement comes up quicker and stronger. Fear, doubt, and worry steps in quicker and stronger because we can never outwork our fears, doubts, and worries. Yeah. So, and, and when people do that, you know, I did a thing at the beginning of this year, it's called Mythbusters for Entrepreneurs over five days and each day, six days, and each day I took a different myth. And one of the myths I talked about was, was that exact thing. People talk about when you're an entrepreneur, you know, you got to be willing to put down the rest of your life and do that. And that's the best way to fail it at, at, at trying to become an entrepreneur. Yeah. Having balance and, and not being willing to allow that to, you know, long-term to, to spread to that everything work yeah. is the healthiest way of doing that. With that, having that balance, even the bad times will get better quicker. And in that, your mindset changes, you can see different opportunities and lead you more further into success. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. So you you mentioned um, before we started recording a couple of ways that people can get hold of some of the content and some of and find out more about you and talk to you. Before we go on to the uh, the lesson and the tip that I want you to to share that people can take away. How can people connect with you, Joey, then? What's the best way for people getting their hands on your content and connecting with you? Yeah, the, the, the easiest way to do so is to go to coachwithjoseph.com. And people can go on there. They can schedule a block of time, get on the phone with me. We can talk about what's going on. We can get into that vision side and start sparking that and get some yep. tools to bridge the gap between the two in a brief conversation. I can also go over the other works I do, but I do that. You know, you can um, catch me on, on Facebook under Joseph A. Drolshagen. But the other thing is, like, I have a, a, a four-week self-study program, low-cost investment. It's called Ignite Program. And it's yeah. four weeks. It's really loaded up with extras, like a, a live coaching sessions, you know, group sessions throughout the process. Um, it has four weeks. It, it's available on a portal. So anywhere you, where you have internet access. And I set the price, the investment at $97 for it for the entire wow. four weeks. That's it comes with a celebration call, one-on-one call with me at the end. And, and here's one of the things I'd like to say, Simon. <clears throat> I only work with seven new clients a month, one-on-one. Yeah. And I only add five. I, I limit it to five to seven group members coming into the groups of the programs I do. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm not I'm not the type of coach to hurt hundreds and 150, 200 people into my group. That's not how I coach at all. My my whole yeah. passion and my purpose of my life is to truly impact millions of people's lives. And I have a plan for doing that that I follow and I stick to. So my groups, when I do them, will be no more than 12. Every once in a while, I'll tweak it to 15. But so everybody has a voice and gets support throughout the process. Yeah. And that's very commendable as well. So the, the Ignite program, where do people go to get the Ignite program? You, thank you. They can go to IgniteProgramOnline.com. Okay. And so everything's right there. You can Ignite register. Ignite program, single M for us in, in the UK. We So it's P-R-O-G-R-A-M. So program. Uh, yes. Ignite, I-G-N-I-T-E, program, yeah. P-R-O-G-R-A-M, online, O-N-L-I-N-E dot com ignite program online.com 
Perfect. And just give the listeners the website again. Coach yep. with... Coach with joseph.com yeah i'm always amazed that some of these uh, urls you know these website addresses are available you know when i searched for coffee with simon.com i thought that's got to be taken and it wasn't and you think yes why wouldn't somebody have called simon have taken a url that says coffee with simon which is what people use for this podcast always it was waiting me. for you yeah yeah and as, you your, as yours was you if, if i could talk for another second because that's exactly what you're what you're saying right there so many people are afraid of failing at what they truly desire to experience in their life. Yeah. They never step out into even trying it. Yeah. So it's dead before they even try it. So, so things like that, when we have those thoughts and we, when, we, when we have those desires to do something and that initial thought of, oh, it's probably taken. Yeah. So many people won't even look into it to see because they just assume. <laughs> You're absolutely it's, right. Yeah. You know, and, yeah, and yeah. that's part of what my passion is, is to help people go, you know what? If it's not that, if it wasn't that, Simon, there would have been another name that you would have connected and, and been where you are right now. Yeah. Yeah. I've always found one. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And, and as, as you say in your bio, you know, it's not about you having the answers, it's getting people to find the truth, isn't it? And I found the truth by actually going out and getting it myself and asking yes. that question. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I tell all to. my clients, I don't have, like, they'll say, well, what should I put in my vision? And I'll say, I, I don't have your answers for you. I don't know what you're, yeah. I can help you get to that, what that is. And that's really what it is, is helping people get into access with that inner and then bringing that outward into their life experience. Yeah, yeah. So the, the point of this podcast is uh, obviously to give you some spotlight time, which, you know, listeners, I strongly encourage you to to connect with um joey uh, the two sets of information that he's given here but the other thing is to give the listeners something to take away uh, yes. and listeners you need to do something you know we've got an amazing guest here you need to do something with what joey's going to share here so what's your tip or lesson that the listeners can take away today joey yeah what i would say is to pay attention to the words that you speak and how you speak about yourself and the thoughts that you entertain so often, you know, people would never speak to somebody else the way they talk to themselves. Interesting. And the thoughts that we entertain, you know, I've been taught that our, the first thought that comes up in our mind is not our fault, but we do own the responsibility for buying into condominium with a built-in pool, tennis courts, and all mm -hmm. the other amenities. In other words, we, even though it might not seem like it, we choose which thoughts we grab onto and nurture. And so if you're grabbing onto thoughts of fear, doubt, worry, lack, then that's what you're going to experience. If we're talking about ourselves in negative, self-criticizing ways, then that's what we're going to experience. So if you can shift that, and all you have to do, I mean, there's, I have multiple tools and stuff, but the easiest way to do it is if you find yourself going, oh, my God, I'm so clumsy. Stop yeah. in that moment and correct yourself. You know what? I'm, I'm sturdy and steady on everything I do. And, and, and start shifting those, the, the, the words that you're using to describe yourself. The same thing with your thoughts. If a thought comes up of limitation, purposely shift your thinking into expansiveness. Mm. Yeah. You know, one of the stories I grew up hearing, I grew up in a very low income family outside Detroit, Michigan. One of the stories I heard a lot, Simon, is money doesn't grow on trees. 
I don't know. Do you guys say things like that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a that's a global saying. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I assumed <laughs> it was, but yeah, you know, that was a big one. And, and so I, you know, struggled like a long time in my life with with finances because money doesn't grow on trees. You know, it's limited. There's only a, a limited amount, and I only get this much, and, and all of that. I shifted that story to there is so much financial abundance available in this world that every living, breathing person could have more than they could ever use, and there'd still be an unlimited supply. That money literally grows on trees because it's made of paper. And you know, uh, and I'm sure listeners, you'll have picked up on on that exactly. There is truth in that. Yeah, there is enough. It's like food. It's all the resources. All the resources that we need on this planet are are here, and it's the yeah. way we distribute them, and it's the way we accept them. As you said about the lottery winners, you know, I've got a. Uh, a friend who was the first person here in the UK to win double figures in the lottery. And within two years, he'd lost everything and was in prison. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's not so you had said that about it, it's the way it's distributed. It's before that, even mm. it's the way we think about it. Yep. That leads to seeing that distribution. Yeah. You know, and, here's the thing, Simon, if anybody is struggling in any area of your life, you know, there can be a lot of fear to reach out to say I'm struggling or to reach out because we don't know the unknown that's outside of our comfort zone of what we know, you know? So, but if, if you could just take a step into it, you know, if you want to reach out and talk to me, I'm, I'm very open to that. I won't sell you anything or anything mm -hmm. like that. We'll just have the conversation, you know, but, but reach out to somebody because you don't have to live like that. Mm. And we get one shot at this lifetime. We get one time around. We don't get to redo. We don't get to go uh, reverse and no. rerun or things like that. So you get one shot, make the most of it. And if you feel like you're not getting the most of it, reach out. Yeah. And that's an amazing thing that people can do. And it's, it's interesting there that you use the word entertain. You know, it's the thoughts we entertain. It's the, you know, yes. that word entertain I've heard in so many sayings, but it almost feels that it doesn't have any power behind it, but it does. Yeah, the way you described yeah. it there about the you know the way that we entertain our thoughts uh, isn't something to be taken lightly, like the word entertain. It should be taken really seriously, and, and it is about shifting the way that we interpret it and the way we use it, absolutely. So listeners, do something with what Joey's just giving you there. Make a change, reframe yeah. it, re-say it to yourself, and think you know how you would say it and think it to others and how you would respond if they said it to you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, great way to say that. yeah. You know, clumsy. Yeah. What, what, how would I respond if somebody said to me, Oh wow. Can't believe you just dropped that. You're so clumsy. How would you respond back to that? And I would respond back saying, Whoa, hold on a minute. You know, yeah. I, only, I only slipped or it wasn't my fault. You'd re you'd respond back to it. Wouldn't you? Yeah. So why wouldn't you do yeah. that yourself in your own yes. mind? Yeah. Simon, I have a 24 year old son. Okay. Mm. And when he was younger, we would do stuff and, and it was fun. Now it's funny. Back then it wasn't so much like I have a, a motorcycle and yep. I wanted to teach him how to ride it. He was like 16. So I go, okay, you can pull it in the garage. Well, when he did, he, he pulled the throttle, just let go of the clutch, <laughs> went flying in the garage, ended up setting it down and sliding it on the ground and stepped off of it. And as he's stepping off of it, he turned and looked at me and said, it wasn't my fault. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll share a very quick story as well. Um, 
Mm. Motorcycles are my thing as well, and you can see there on the photo. You know, I love tracks yeah. and racing, and you know, I've been involved in motorbike racing for a long, long while. And I, I set my wife up on a motorbike, uh, on a scrambler, on a trail bike, uh, mm -hmm. many, many years ago. And we told her how to use the clutch. We told her which was the throttle, and she set off. And she did exactly what you just said. She let go of the clutch, and off she shot. But it was a long trek. We then realized we hadn't told her how to brake. <laughs> so all she did was headed off into the distance, screaming, how do I stop oh it? <laughs> and it was full throttle, clutch out, off she went. How she didn't pull a wheelie, and I don't know. but uh, Oh, my God, that's yeah. hilarious. She never lets me forget it. Every time we come up against some kind of story about motorbikes and me teaching her how to ride a motorbike that comes up every time and, it was, and like you say it wasn't her fault yeah it was mine i didn't tell her how yeah. to stop it yeah yeah i don't know how but she she did manage to turn it around and she came all the way back so i don't know no kidding to, yeah 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 never touched the brake that's impressive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you just sing a spinning man on that back wheel, yeah, it was impressive. Definitely. Man, I bet you got in some trouble. Yep, yeah, and still am, <laughs> 30 years later. So, <laughs> so, so fa thank you, Jay, for, for sharing some uh, amazing insights there. And I've got a whole, you know, I always write little notes on a post-it note here of what mm -hmm. I can use for the title of this podcast. And I've got, you know, quite a lot there. And it is, for me, the, the most important thing that I've taken away and thank you for sharing it is about expanding the limits, expanding those patterns, because, you know, yeah. that's what we forget to do. We head off on success, but we pay no attention to expanding those limits or the patterns of behaving either. So I think that's yes. really important. Last question then, if you're going to have your next coffee in a dream location, other than the one that's behind you, <laughs> <laughs> overlooking Dollywood, uh, where would that dream location be? Just give us a, you know, a picture of it. Yeah, you know, there's um, there's places. They're in several places right now. Um, I would typically pick the Northern Lights, but I had the opportunity to go and see those. So, um, you know, those huts they have. There's like a dock going out, and there's and then off of it branches, and there's little huts that you can stay in. Mm, that, yeah, yeah. Like I would love Bora Bora. I think is, is yeah. the one I was looking. at. I would love to be sitting out there you know, have the windows open, sitting outside the door with a door open with a nice hot cup of coffee, watching my yeah. girlfriend swim. Yeah. Time of day. Would that be morning, midday, afternoon? Afternoon. Afternoon yeah. into evening. Okay. Yeah. You know, and just stay out there through the sunset. Yeah. And of course, that if be... in that kind of place, it's going to be warm enough to swim late in the afternoon yes. as well, isn't it? You know, yeah. The temperature of the water is going to be perfect and the sun's probably yeah. lost its heat as well. So perfect time yeah. to drink a coffee. I have one of those low chairs where my feet can dangle in the water and splash oh. a little bit and just, ah. Yeah. Yeah, I've never been to a place like that and I'm sure some of the listeners have. Um, so uh, please let us know where we can find yes. a, good, a good resort <laughs> where we, Joe and I can meet up and we can uh, have that coffee. I so, think that's a great idea. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much for sharing your thoughts on coffee uh, and you've given us some great things that you've worked on in your business, how we can implement that in our own businesses and our own lives, especially. And uh, yes, a, a couple of great tips about looking at the thoughts that we entertain and, yeah. and really considering that word entertain. And what would we do if somebody said it back to us? Yeah. yeah. How would we feel? yeah. I, I think that was great the way you said that. 
So thank yeah. you very much. You know, it's been an absolute pleasure. I appreciate your time. And uh, it's it's been great to have you on today's podcast. Yeah, it was an honor getting to talk to you today, Simon, and just be a part of your mission and what you're doing. So thank you. Yeah, and you've got so much energy, and it's always good when there's energy and fun, and I've really enjoyed it. So uh, thank yeah. you. Listeners, as, as you've heard Joey talk about his mission there, you know, which is so aligned, not only do we drink similar coffee, we have similar beliefs in our mission to actually bring awareness and better education to people around the globe. And I think we've done a really good job of that between the two of us today. And of course, we've talked about coffee too, and we've had some great fun. So thank you for listening to this podcast listeners. And I look forward to having you on the next podcast. Bye for now.